Viewing Challenge. This is a joint venture between the Sci-Fi Diner podcast and Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV podcast. I'm one of your hosts on this little joint venture we have, Scott Herzog. And hello, I am Miles P. McLaughlin. And with us is Kevin. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you, guys. Good to be talking to you tonight. Yeah, that's Kevin Batchelder, by the way. I didn't say his last name, but oh, yes, you guys yes, all sorry. Him. Clarify yeah, who we're he all is. first name basis now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate you guys, uh, you know, tuning in. We got a lot of good response about the fact that we're doing this, Kevin. I don't know how it's been from your end, but I know the response we've gotten both from you, from your folks and from our folks have been positive. Oh yeah, I was so surprised at uh, the great comments, especially that showed up on Twitter from a lot of folks saying, "Oh, I already watched Archangel, and this is what I thought." Or, "Hey, Charlie Jade, I got to hear what's going on with Scott and Miles because I haven't seen it yet." So yeah, I was, we've got some great replies. Yeah, so some some good stuff, some good stuff uh, kind of uh, trolling the leaderboards. Well, very cool. So just so you know, in this show tonight, we are going to be talking, Miles and I will be talking through episode two of Charlie Jade, and uh, Kevin, you'll be talking through what episode again? I'm up to episode six of season one of Dark Angel, but I won't get too plot spoilery. I'll just talk in generalities. Yeah, but uh, just so you know, if you haven't watched, if you're following along, we I know we have listeners from our end that are, you know, listening along the track, you know, and watching the shows with us. If you've not watched up to these episodes and these shows, just be aware that we might give some things that will be spoilers. And uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, pause pause this episode and come back to it once you've watched it. We don't mind. Miles, I, got, I guess I wrestled you into Charlie at a little bit late, late notice. And it was kind of serendipitous that you did, since you didn't mean to drop that uh, your review on uh, iTunes, but uh, yeah. I kind of caught it by accident, and I thought, this show actually sounds pretty cool. i got to check it out. Yeah, you know that audio thing I did, Kevin, that I kind of posted on your, uh, into your, into your uh, chat, into your forum? I, I posted yep. it online on our site. And I was using the Blueberry PowerPress or whatever they have. And, uh, and I thought, oh, this will just post it up in the site. I didn't realize that it automatically put it into my feed. So I was surprised yeah. the next day when I checked the feed. I'm like, oh, hey, there I am on the feed. And the response was pretty positive, but it wasn't, wasn't what I was planning on doing, that's for sure. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw it actually that next day when I checked my iTunes. I'm like, damn, Scott's ahead of me. I got to catch up. <laughs> no, I know. And now you're way ahead of me. I'm like, well, I'm, at, I'm actually at four episodes, but Miles only at two. So we want to, we'll discuss that. Charlie J. Miles, catch up. Come on. Okay. But, no, that's okay, too, because I get two seasons of Dark Angel. So I got to go twice as fast that, as you anyway. That is very true. I did think about that. that I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still with him. So. All right. Well, let's move into uh, talking a little bit about this poll we are running, Kevin. We had uh, we, we we proposed our listeners what in the last episode? We we had several of them uh, 
give us ideas for a possible name since genre viewing challenge let's face it is boring but it's the best the two of us could come up with yeah i know so so we had we had tons of names kind of come out uh, i think we 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 must have weeded through about 25 to 30 names and we came up with what we felt were some of the 10 strongest contenders and it is on a twit poll that we will embed in our show notes. I know that if you go to the tuning into sci-fi dot com forums, it's embedded there. Is it, is it embedded there, or is it embedded in the blog post? I forget. Yeah, I think we've got it embedded on the blog and also linked on our forum, so any of yeah. our listeners can easily find. Yeah, it. Yeah, and it'll be in our blog, and it will eventually re- replace our fringe poll in this upcoming week when we take that down. So right now we have, we have a poll running. Did should Peter have known that he was with the Alt Olivia? Mm-hmm. And that's our current poll. Uh, but but we'll have the poll for the names, and right now we have uh, we can just go through those ten names real quickly here. Uh, we have rating the sci-fi shelf as one name, one potential name instead of genre reviewing challenge. The sci-fi salvage, the sci-fi reclamation project, touring the sci-fi universe, seasons of sci-fi, searching for sci-fi, there and back again, sci-fi rewind, and next on the watch list and top of the queue. So those are our ten. Did you vote, Miles? Yep. Uh, I have not voted yet, but I have an idea what it. What I have a, I have a choice of which one I'd like. You do. Yes. Me too. Me too. Kevin. Kevin already is trying to con his <laughs> listeners into voting. I, I heard all about it. Mm-hmm. But, so I. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do, do I'm, we, do I'm we, leaning. I'm leaning heavy. Yeah. So, so do we dare share our preferences, or we shouldn't do that in this show? Well, I have no problem sharing it. I'll, okay. I'll go with the listeners' okay. choice. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, my preference I kind of liked was top of the queue. Top of the queue. That is kind of I, I do kind of like. I, mean, I know we had some different variations of that, but that I like top of the queue. It has a ring to it. But mine yeah. was actually uh, the sci-fi reclamation project. Ah. I, I, I kind of like that, that that one there. Um, What's yours? Mike? I'm partial to sci-fi rewind. Sci-fi rewind. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, that's another good choice too. Yeah, I, you know, there, there's a lot of good ones on here, and really, uh, the top contenders I'm pretty okay with. So. But we'll see if we can kind of swing. So vote for mine. Vote for mine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no bias. I'll pay you. I'll give away. No, I'm just kidding. I'll give away my my child. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably shouldn't do that right before Christmas. That's a bad idea. No, that bad idea. <laughs> so uh, where do we want to start here, uh, Kevin? Do you want to start with uh, Dark Angel a little bit? Oh, sure. Um, a, a few generalities and and any of the. Tune into Sci-Fi TV listeners might have already heard this when I put out a special small podcast about my just starting it. But I mean, this uh, this series is it's a little older. This is back from two thousand, <laughs> ran two thousand two thousand and two. Uh, many folks will know it. It stars Jessica Alba, uh, and uh, you know she plays basically uh, she's a genetically engineered person. There was this kind of like this evil corporation called Manicore that was kind of experimenting on, on groups of kids, believe it or not. And she and some of her uh, friends slash victims uh, escape from this big facility and they're out in the world uh, basically trying to reconnect with each other and see what's going on. So so Mac, Max, as she's known, is a little uh, special. She's got some abilities, her you know, very sharp sight and hearing. She can jump quite a bit. She's a real good, you know, kick butt type of fighter. So makes her kind of special in this world and and the cool kind of thing too along with this bioengineering kind of stuff is that uh in this world which is set in just set in 2019 um there's been a uh, an emp blast that's taken out all the computers so it's kind of like a a bit of a, a cyberpunk look to things they don't have big computers anymore the economy has been 
totally torn down, so people are kind of roughing it, as you will. So it's a, it's a totally different look on a futuristic uh, type world. So, so the first six episodes, what kind of uh, terrain are they traversing as far as storyline going? I mean, you, you've given us kind of the basic idea of what's going on here, but where, where, where does the story kind of take us? You know, I mean, if you want to speak in generalities, that's fine too. But well, we've got a case of where uh, Max comes across. Uh, the other character known as Logan, who's kind of like a benefactor, if you will. He's a guy who's got some money and some connections, and he's, uh, you know, trying to right some wrongs in the world. And, and Max and he kind of, kind of meet and, and uh, team up in a in an odd kind of way, if you will. So uh, you know, he kind of gives her some assignments of things to do to try to uh, get the bad guys, take the bad guys down, and and she's looking to him for information to find some of her friends that also escaped from that camp way back when. So they kind of have like a partnership almost. So we've seen some episodes early on with her uh, following some leads, you know, trying to find uh, some of these folks. We we get to meet some of the other folks. She works as a uh, a bicycle. A delivery type person since they don't have computers and such there's a lot more package delivery and such and so some of her friends is what we get to know in these early episodes that are also working out of that place several faces genre fans will recognize from shows like uh, reaper and supernatural and bsg you know this is 10 years ago so some of the actors we've come to know in other roles are also in the show here so that's kind of fun there so early episodes are a bit of the one-offs just kind of learning what max is capable of and and uh, seeing what she can do in this world. Uh, so, you, so you feel like the, the, the mythology of the show hasn't really come into full swing yet? No, no, not yet. The biggest thing is, is really Max is looking for those uh, handful of people who also escaped with her that, you know, 10 years later now, she's looking to go find them because they're all very special in that sense, and she kind of considers them her family. So that's kind of what it is right now. It's, it's her journey to find these people. Was this a James Cameron production? Yeah, actually, James Cameron uh, is listed with the credits as being the creator, and he actually wrote that very first uh, double episode, Miles. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not I'm not sure how much further involvement he had, but he is listed on every ep as being a show creator. Right, right. So as a so you know we've come to know James Cameron obviously through Titanic and then the Terminator series, and and then obviously most recently in Avatar. Do we get any of the feel of any of that, or is this totally different than any, not necessarily storyline and all that, but do we get any James Cameron feel in the small screen that we get in the big screen? There are some little similarities, I think, you could see to the very early Terminator franchise in the sense that, uh, uh, you know, this world is, A, set in the future, and B, um, you know, it, it, you've got a very strong female character here, a la okay. the, you know, Linda Hamilton here, Max. Max has got a lot of attitude. Uh, she's got some sass to her. I mean, we all know Jessica Elber is easy on the eyes, but uh, here in this uh, show, we're learning that she's she's got a bit of attitude and she's willing to take on almost anything. So you do have the strong female lead coalition that you'll see certainly from you know Terminator and Terminator Two, and even some of other stuff that Cameron's done. All right, all right. Well, now you mentioned that that like this magnetic the CMP, this magnetic pulse, kind of wipes out every computer. Does this throw the the U.S. or the world into kind of a post-apocalyptic type of feel, or is it not that sort of feel? No, it definitely has some of that. That's really what it's come down to. The the economy has totally gone to heck in a basket, as the saying goes, and and I guess there's some wars going on in different parts of the world. So it's a bit of a police state. You know, people are are very downtrodden. It's you know. It's not an idealistic type future at all. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's definitely got that feel to it. 
uh, as you're dealing with people, there's a lot of corruption, corrupt cops, people just trying to hustle to make a buck. So, you know, civilization is still there, but it's it, it's very much broken down. Not optimal, so... Well, that sounds well, that sounds very James Cameron too. When you think of the Terminator movies, especially I guess, I guess when I see that, I think of Terminator Salvation, which I realize he had a limited hand in, but if any, because that was very post-apocalyptic. But mm-hmm. I guess not. I guess the future, the future scenes of Terminator, maybe more than anything. Mm-hmm. When you, yeah, when you say Miles, yeah, I was even thinking of Terminator One. I mean, I know it's not a nuclear holocaust, but I mean, uh, but the fact that the world has gone to pot is basically, you know, similar similar theme here yeah well cameron's good at that mm-hmm. good at bringing the world to pot <laughs> or something <laughs> in a storytelling so, but so i don't know um anything else you want to chat about regarding these first six episodes um no i mean it's been very interesting i mean this is a series that's been on my radar for a while that i missed first time around and, and i definitely say they've got me hooked in i mean i'm you know really identifying with max and, and some of her friends i mean it's it's very much a a situation where you get to see them in, uh, you know, social situations. So you very much do identify with them, and they are trying to do, do right by people, that, that kind of stuff. So it's it's interesting. There's also some nice voiceovers um, that Max does at certain points, kind of explaining things or, or where her mind's at. And we do get flashbacks to all of the things that went on back when she was younger. So you know they've done a good job in this first set of episodes of of laying out the world and and kind of sucking you into it. Now, Jessica Alba as a character, is she a believable Max for you? It's a little over the top in some spots, but that's kind of um, par for the course. If you, Well, you guys aren't as experienced with like Buffy or some of the other strong, stronger female lead characters. I mean, you can tell it's, you know, some of the plot stuff is, is pretty thin at points, but uh, but it's still believable. It's, it's not totally uh, out of the realm, especially in the whole idea of... of uh, you know, having some genetically engineered people and, and some of the stretch of, of what skill sets they might have. So, I mean, it's it's futuristic. It's a little fantasyistic, as I say, but uh, but you can certainly see what's going on and, and realize it's it's serving the bigger story of, of where Max is going. Oh, very good. Did you have any other questions, Miles, about Dark Angel? Before no, not really. On? I think that's uh, you know laid a good uh, synopsis of the show. Yeah, good. Well, uh, I hope you continue to enjoy the uh, next couple episodes, Kevin. Oh, yeah. No, I'm hooked in and, and just looking ahead. There's going to be several familiar faces that uh, many of us will know from other shows now that I'm looking forward to seeing how they integrate them here. And and also, yeah, it's uh, they've also got one thing, too. They've got uh, John Savage, very well-known actor, movie actor, as the, the head of the, the Manicor, the bad guys. So he's kind of good every now and then popping in with his soldiers trying to track down Max and she keeps getting away. So it's kind of nice to see him keep getting uh, foiled at every turn. Oh, that's fun too. That's fun. Kevin, thank you so much for sharing about the dark angel. We did get some listener feedback from our end. I thought I'd share here tonight. And this is from Chelsea Jones. He said, Ooh, Ooh, dark angel rocks. I watched it when it came out. I've seen every episode. I love the show and the music they use. It's awesome. Guys, Guys, season two rocks. So does season one. It's full of awesomeness, hotness, kicked assness, nerdiness, awesome effects, lots of cool stuff. Hurry, watch it so I can tell you more and talk about it. Um, I feel special because I watched something you all haven't. <laughs> so she's <laughs> commenting on the music. Tell me, uh, how's the music been uh, from that and the audio track? It's, yeah, they got uh, you know they've got a, definitely a techno vibe to uh, 
to the theme song a bit and and you can you can sense that that music was an important part of it too so i understand at least in the limited parts i've seen what she's saying it might change obviously later on but uh yeah they've done a good job certainly in some of the fight scenes and some of the big uh, action scenes that uh, the the soundtrack is very prominent and then we had mike c that also said uh i remember when the show premiered in the uk the proceeding show ended and they went straight into the countdown clock no adverts or other trailers it was really a big thing back then a good series slightly weaker season two in his opinion but made jessica alba star didn't do michael weatherly any harm either and oh yeah jensen ackles and come to think of it uh the delectable ashley scott you know if nothing else the show did provide a springboard for a lot of talent so that was his thoughts on it yeah have all no, these exactly have, have, have all these stars made an appearance so far or not yet no not yet nope i got a couple more still to come a couple of bsg folks are coming later in this season yeah. so looking forward to seeing them yeah and then uh jason taylor said that he started watching dark angel got through the first four episodes and then got distracted by firefly it's not terrible yeah. thing to be distracted by <laughs> so, not at all <laughs> no no, I mean, that's, you can come back. That, that's only like 14 episodes. You can come back. He did have a question, and I didn't know the answer to this. Maybe you know the answer. Did they know when they hit episode 14 that the show was done, or were they, done, were they kind of canceled mid-stride? That's just talking about Firefly here. Oh, no, they were, they were abruptly, they had the rug pulled out from under them. Yep, so and they, they just, that was it. I, yep. I thought I heard they were, it was announced in the set, and they had to finish filming that one, and that was it. No time to rewrite. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly how it played out. Yeah. So, Jason, sorry about that, but that's kind of how it went. But at least we got the movie to do a little, a little bit. But uh, so that was that was the thoughts on Dark Angel, and I just wanted to share those. So, thanks, Kevin, for giving us your thoughts on that. All right. Well, let's move into talking about Charlie Jade. Now, I kind of shared my initial thoughts off the first two episodes on my little audio thing, or my first episode. I think it was just the first episode, uh, Miles. I want you. I want to hear from you. Tell me your experience, Charlie Jade. Go. Okay. Um, one, I am a, when it comes to the storytelling, dealing with anything with parallel universes. Um, I'm I'm hooked on that. I, I really enjoy that that you know the the idea of alternate universes. I'm actually reading a Star Trek novel, um, the new one in the myriad of universes. So um, so yeah, I watched Charlie Jade. Um, a lot of it's going to be similar to what you thought, Scott. I, I liked um, there was this kind of, the the opening was kind of a uh, Blade Runner sort of thing, which I thought was cool. Oh yeah, um, and the idea, you know, the universe that Charlie lives in is a bit different than the one that you and I live in. I think he, his he lives in Alphaverse, and um, probably Betaverse is probably more similar to the universe we live in because I was I, I noticed that. When people pay for stuff, they have implants. I guess I have zero. That's picture. in the Alphaverse. That has a checking account, and I noticed that when he, you know, tried to get coffee, um, he, he couldn't because he didn't you know, have any cash, he didn't have any cash. Or whatever they call it. Right, but um, so no, I, I thought it was interesting. There's there's just one company that knows what's going on. There's was it Vexcor? Is that right, Kevin? Vexcor or yes, yeah, um, V is a Victor Vexcor. So you had. They're, they're trying to do some kind of experiment. Looks like they're either getting water out of another universe to bring it to them because they're low on water or something. And then there was these two people, these uh, activists or whatever. Um, I don't think I'm giving any spoilers away. They want to sabotage X Corp. Um, and so the, the three converge into this this explosion, 
and sends people into di- into other universes and stuff. Yeah, and there's actually a third universe we didn't mention. The Gamma universe mm-hmm. is actually there. I initially thought, Kevin, and I know I mentioned this early on, I guess in the audio, my, my early audio, that I thought there were four universes uh, because it said verse. There was, there was verse, then alpha verse, beta verse, and gamma verse. But in watching the episode since, I realized that's just a tag to sh- let you know that you're shifting into the universes. Um, although I kind of got an indication from talking to Summer, who said, how did you know there are four universes? So <laughs> it seemed to suggest there is a fourth universe coming up. Am I right, Kevin? Uh, no comment. No comment. Okay. So, there's a, there is a fourth universe coming up, but uh, I think I anticipated that a little bit incorrectly. But uh, but it's but it but it is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked you know it takes place you know never heard of sci-fi coming out of South Africa before, so that was kind of cool. So you know. Um, Someplace besides uh, Vancouver, Canada. Right, right, so. right. You know, uh, what was interesting to me is, you know, being a Fringe fan mm-hmm. and you're dealing with parallel universes, I, I initially thought, my first episode, are we going to have two? There's two of everything, right? right? There's one in each universe. Well, we do have that to some extent. To some I mean, extent. his girlfriend slash living girlfriend in the... In the um, Alpha universe is mm-hmm. in the beta. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of do have two, but I don't know if that rings true for everything. Yeah, I mean, well, so so Kevin, I mean, will we see another Trolley Jade in, in a couple of episodes, or can you comment on that? What I will say is that there are some similarities to what you've seen from a from a comparison with Fringe, and there are quite a few differences. So I don't. the The beauty of this story is that it plays out much like a novel. So I don't want to tell you what's five hundred pages ahead. So I'm going to kind of. Steer away from some of your questions, guys, if you don't mind, just oh, for the that, sake no. of the That's fine. That's you know, fine. and this is the reality. Uh, you know, Kevin does have the advantage of having watched Charlie Jade, and we did not watch Dark Angel. That's a little bit of difference mm-hmm. in kind of what we're pursuing here. So we do appreciate you tiptoeing around some of our questions if you don't want to answer them. But. How, how did you discover Charlie Jade? Uh, I'm curious. Uh, the show was mentioned. It was one of those things kind of saw on some discussion points. I think it might have been... Uh, some uh, listeners over on the Slice of Sci-Fi podcast like four or five years ago. I heard some people just talking about this great series, you know, if you're a sci-fi fan, you really want to check it out, and then really having to dig hard to go find it. So it was definitely some underground stuff, you know, not pretty well-known, being, a like we mentioned, a Canadian-South Africa collaboration. It's not exactly high-profile, so sure took took a little bit of digging, but I, I got to say, much like you guys, after watching those first couple of eps, I'm like, this is just, like I said, this is not Vancouver. This is not your average show. I mean, we've got a lead character, uh, without giving away any spoilers, that you're really, really not even sure you like based on what he does early on. So mm. it, it's very, very different. And and just the very much the, the cinematography and the music was so prevalent. You don't see that in TV very often that it really caught my eye. In fact, uh, you know, Mike, Mike, Mike Crate from our Facebook fan page said, "No question, the production value is uh, from the get-go is very high, and it's one of those shows that pays you to fully commit to. There's no half-arse viewing and um, viewing allowed, and perhaps that's why he dismissed it the first time around. I mean, he talks about the production value. I mean, I had the whole discussion going on in your in, in your uh, forum about how much did this thing cost to pull off, and you know, according to you, a very limited budget." Yeah, this this is one of those where, where when you start to learn what went on behind the scenes in terms of uh, very limited budgets and production issues with funding and delays, you're amazed at how good it, it, it worked. I mean, they had some outstanding production folks involved to, to really create this visual epic uh, on pennies. Hmm. 
It, it kind of had. I mean, I'm not knocking it by saying this, but I, I kind of tell it kind of has a low budget feel to it. Um, but I mean, but that's okay. I mean, there, what 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 does come out of it is the story and the writing. Yeah, know? we are, and we aren't saying it. It looks like a low budget movie. It just has you saying it just has that feel at some parts. For right. You. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, story uh, and character are king. Go ahead. No, I was going to say story and character are king in this situation. So yeah, much more so than than uh, the special effects or anything like that. You, you can see some. I mean, you have to do a little to create some alternate universes, but they're like you said, Miles. They're they're secondary. That's not what you're focusing on. Mm-hmm. No, no. And, and the the protagonist, like you said, you're not sure if you like the guy right away because uh, you know the man is. Uh, well, you can tell he's very world weary and uh, cynical, um, and just seeing him react to things, you know, it's. Was well, there's, there's a reason his name's Charlie Jade, as in Jade? Ed. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but Jade Ed, it makes me think of it a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, you know, I, I tell you, the person that I don't trust is Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's something about Jasmine that at least. Uh, well, the first episode, I looked at her and said, you know what? I, I, she might be totally benign, but something in the way she was acting, the way she's responding, I don't know, the indifference about her photography there in the first episode, and just when you see her into, you you aren't maybe as far as I am in the, in when, when they're in the, the beta verse, so I don't want to match anything, but I don't really trust, trust her there either. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, Kevin, you can't tell us anything, but... You're, you're there just chuckling softly in the background, but <laughs> but uh, Jasmine's one I don't trust. I like the reporter though; he's an interesting character, uh, Carl. Yeah, um, yeah. He's. I like that. You know, he's. I mean, he knows that there's something up with Charlie, and so it, he's kind of you know he's been there at convenient times to help him out. But you know, obviously, he wants something from him too. But. Um, uh, he's trying to dig and find out what's going on. First, he thinks it's aliens, but it's uh, at least it's you know maybe it's yeah. What do you think of that girl in the desert who's able to see the invisible people? That seems to suggest little, seems to suggest that she can see people popping in and out of the different universes. That was a little cryptic. I wasn't sure what was going on there. But does, then he, does she play? Does she play a part? I, Kevin, you probably won't, you'll probably say I can't tell you, but does she play a part <laughs> in any of the future episodes? Can you tell me that? Yes, you you will see her again. Her okay. nickname among f- people who've seen the show uh, is Jedi Jody. <laughs> Jedi Jody, nice. <laughs> she tends to say very little, but it matters a lot what she says. So I was going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> I, it seemed that like just as and even um, it, it, it just seemed that different. That little, like, we only see her in the second episode. I don't think we've seen her since. Uh, you haven't watched beyond the second episode, but I, but in the episodes I've watched, I haven't seen her yet. So it'll be interesting to see her come back. Um, and Charlie, of course, yeah. has visions across the universes, which is kind of interesting. Right. I mean, he he could you know he knows well. He's taking these pills to try to suppress that. It's obviously causing him headaches. And obviously, not helping one iota. Mm-hmm. Either that, or it's causing him. Not sure, but but well, I'll be curious to see what what this ability means as, as the show progresses. Right. Right. And then we have Boxer. What do you think of Boxer? Which one was Boxer? The, He's uh, a guy who was in the mask, stripped down to his undies, running around. The second oh, the, he's, he's the main bad guy, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Very creepy guy. Uh, um, 
don't know what's going on with his hair. He has really bad hair. I noticed that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it continues to be terrible. Okay. So, um, Kevin, do they switch? They have, like, the way the show runs, if you haven't watched Charlie J and you're listening for whatever reason, um, they, they, they have this narrator that kind of speaks out, that kind of narrates the story a little bit. Does that shift from episode to episode? And I asked, I, I asked that because in the first episode, I could have sworn it was Charlie Jade that was actually giving us narration. And I realized in like episode two and three, it's Boxer. That's just it. You, as Miles kind of said, uh, and as you folks have kind of seen, um, Boxer or O one zero one as he's called, O one Boxer, um, is kind of the bad guy, or, or, or certainly a very central character in a and I say character in multiple ways, not only a character in the story, but he's a character yeah. in that he is very, very odd and very weird, but you will learn a lot more about him. He's very important to the story. So um, you, you kind of have to wait and see. The thing with Charlie Jade is there are a handful of characters that will be throughout the 20 episodes, and there are some that will come in for a few, disappear, come back, some that will play parts. So it, it's very much a moving canvas in that sense. It's, excuse me. It's not like we introduce five people and you see those same five people in every 20 episodes. There there are some core characters, a couple more very important ones you haven't even seen yet, uh, too, still to come. So, uh, as you said, Miles, when you're watching them, you kind of don't make too many judgments. You you will certainly get impressions from people like Charlie or O-One or, or uh, Carl or anyone. And just kind of wait and kind of let it, as I say, drape over you a bit. You're going to learn a lot more as you see these things play out. And it's going to take some twists and turns. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, well, that's that's awesome. And and again, you know, we mentioned the music of it is beautiful. They they did. Mm-hmm. It, I, I know, especially in the first episode, that the way that he kind of weaves the tapestry and the music. And I know I talked about this on my other mini episode, but I love the music. I like the music too. It's beautifully done. Has that composed? Yeah, it really is. Has that composer done any other shows that you know of, Kevin? Just offhand. I don't think so. No, it's um, FM Lasur is is who it is. It's a Canadian based. Uh, uh, musician and, and to my knowledge that I think that he had done some film stuff uh, before he was recruited to do this so I have no idea if they've done any other TV stuff but it is some some beautiful pieces especially and you'll see that a lot more in the second half of the season when some different things occur that they're they're very much supported by the music so you'll definitely enjoy it when you get to those points too I, I got my wife into watching the very first two episodes and then she quit on me <sighs> I think it's I think it's a bit too dark because mm-hmm. it is, it's, I mean, you aren't going to watch a show and say, ooh, I feel good about myself in life. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, this show won't do it for you. No. No, that, not, no. Not. no. <laughs> no. But, no, it won't, especially with some things that are coming later. It's, it's some, dark, <laughs> oh, great. some dark bits. <laughs> oh, it gets darker. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. In, in many cases, but, uh, no. but it is there. Now, and the only thing just to make sure to get out there is for some folks who are really now itching to watch it, you're, you're really your your best options. Uh, the DVDs are not out in America, i.e., Region One. They're they're only sold. It's an Amazon.co.uk exclusive, so the so they are uh, sold there. But they're they're PAL formatted, so they won't play in like your US DVD players. You can play them on your computer, or if you have a Region Free DVD player or Blu-ray type one, you might be able to watch them. But uh, they're well worth the the effort to to do, and they're very uh, inexpensive, actually. You can probably get the whole set shipped to you here in the States for, for less than $30. Oh, that's not bad either for no. a full season. 
the whole season. No. Yeah, your and, full twenty episodes. And you can watch them online, but as you said, Kevin, when we talked, that that it's such a visually rich experience that you miss stuff when you do that. So. Yeah, I mean, if that's your only option, not that we're saying you should do that, but right, uh, right, we're not advocating. You know, not advocating, but. But, but we it. do know some folks do. <laughs> we, we know it's available. We know it's available, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all. But yeah, no, I was t- I was telling Scott that that if, if he can, this is definitely a series you want to sit back with the high quality DVDs and your nice TV set to let the music surround you while you see the visuals. So yeah, yeah, I love the. Uh, oh, I want to. I, I want to do. I do want to mention one scene that I liked before we get off of Charlie Jade or go to some listener feedback, and that is I love the opening of episode two when he's like lying in the bed with. Jasmine and they're having this romantic time and it changes from steam to sand. I thought that was well done. Oh yeah. There are some beautiful moments like that. Um, naturally with the, with the nature, as we've been saying of multiple universes, you do kind of see a scene or a character or something happening. And then it slowly evolves to the other universe. And, and those transitions sometimes both with the music and the visuals, it's just, you hit the rewind button to realize, wow, this is television. I mean, it's the kind of stuff you usually see in film. Right, right, absolutely. Um, and I did want to make one note. If you do end up checking out Charlie Jade on IMDb, it will say 21 episodes, but as you you clarified, Kevin, what? Yeah, they did uh, uh, like a clips show, like in the middle of the back half of the season when it was airing on, in Canada. So there's there is another episode but it's only clips from the first 10 or 12 shows so if you're watching the full episodes it's there's no need to watch it right right well this is some of the feedback that we got about charlie jade um from our facebook uh fan page and from people that emailed us um he said uh number one we were thankful there's a bunch of you that said you're watching along both with dark angel and charlie jade and we love that and we want to hear from you as we go along tony k said i'm re-watching this with you as well i had trouble getting into it and gave up after a few episodes hopefully i can stay for the whole ride this time and we hope so too tony and radu our friend from canada said i'm watching along as well first time around i fell asleep so i had to rewatch it again last night it was much better when i was awake <laughs> yeah, obviously for me it had a film more blade runner like feel which is what you comment on miles right uh, i guess i'll have to pay a lot more attention to it than i'm used to as far as the car locking goes it could have been automatic even now there are cars that lock themselves as soon as the keys walk away for as long as the keys walk away from them and I mentioned that in the first episode, Charlie J. Lake leaves his car in the bad part of town, walks out without locking his car. And that bothered me a little bit. Yeah, I thought um, about the little too. <laughs> I don't think it was uh, automatic locking doors. It was too old of a car. But. Yeah, but I mean, if, if, if the people have impl- implants in them that have their like bank account information, that wouldn't be a huge leap if their car true, could, true. I guess we don't see him using keys. Does he use keys? I don't even notice. I didn't pay that much attention. Mm-hmm. Does he use keys, Kevin? Um. Well, you can't even tell me. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. I'm trying to visualize it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know either. Yeah. No, it's, but it's a good point mentioned there. And and this is, I mean, this is a slow moving series. This is not action-y. It's, it's not explosions. It's nothing like that. So this is not the kind of show. And I'm the same way that you're probably going to want to watch at the end of a long day when you're on the couch and afraid you're going to fall asleep because it's, with this music too, it could put you to sleep in oh, the man, sense it's that it's <laughs> it's very mesmerizing. So no, you you got to kind of watch it when you're you're in the mood to be very sharp and on the point, and and probably in episodes five to ten, um, you know, some different uh, story pieces come out that 
that don't always seem like they match what you've seen before. And then in the second half of the season, a lot of this now starts to come together. So it's it's a it's a windy road. So I can mm-hmm. see, you know, and I've heard from folks who said, gee, I started it and had to wait and go back or or I wasn't sure where I was going and, and you know, because it's so different than, than a lot of other shows we're used to. So mm-hmm. you know, that can play for it and can play against it when it comes to viewing styles. Now you mentioned the music. Does does he have um is is this music available like on C D somewhere or is this just the show and that's it? Do you know? Right now, it's just the show. As you mentioned earlier, talking to Summer Brooks from Farpoint Media, she, she like myself, is a huge Charlie Jade fan. She's actually built the charliejade.net website. And uh, she has been in contact with FM Lasseur, who did the music. But from a rights point of view, um, you know, the, 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 the production was, a, was between two different countries, Canada and South Africa. So as far as owning the rights to get the ability to release this stuff, it's just a legal quagmire since the show didn't. <laughs> Since the show didn't continue, so yeah. there's nothing officially out there. But if you look hard enough, shall we say, the internet is a big place. <laughs> <laughs> the, world, the, the, the world is wide, and <laughs> and the internet's free. And, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So you know, there's the folks want to look hard enough, but no, you you won't find an official release on iTunes or or on CD or anything like that. Not not yet, anyway. All right. Well, I do have one more piece of audio feedback I'm going to play. And this is from Jen from New York. It was at the tail end of another uh, feedback she left for us. But it was regarding the show, and I thought I'd just play it here. So here it goes. Thanks, Jen, by the way, for sending this in. Also, that's your whole thing about, like, your, like, re- you know, rewatching and stuff. I was thinking maybe even call it, like, Sci-Fi Rewind or something. And that's just my thought on it. So, and, like, during the summer, I have more time to, like, rewatch stuff. But, uh... I would like to go back now and watch uh, something like Dark Angel because I know, like, even, like, I think Jensen Ankles was, like, in that, too, back then. Because who knew, you know, <laughs> who he was back then. And also, I think the guy who plays Tenoso in NCIS was also in that, I think. And to go back and look at the cast list, but I think so. All right, well, I hope you guys have a good holiday. Thanks, Jen, for calling in and leaving that feedback. And she, of course gave us the name sci-fi rewind which is on the oh, list okay. so if you want to vote for that vote for jen that's jen's feedback <laughs> so on that that's her that's her call at least but she mentioned that uh, she mentioned uh, an actor that went on to ncis from dark angel so. yeah actually the co-lead that i was talking about there uh, max's benefactor uh, the character named logan um that's uh michael weatherly who's been in ncis now for like six seven years is one of the key characters so yeah, yeah that, he, he took a a leap from a career point of view. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't ever watched NCIS. Me neither. So, no, not my kind of thing either. But uh, I know it's you know one of the top shows. So, oh yeah, yeah, it was done well. It's had a long, long career, long season. But thanks, Jen, for uh, calling in and giving us your votes for Dark Angel and Sci-Fi Rewind. But, so I don't have a lot more here. Anything else you want to say about the shows we're watching? No, like uh, Jen and many of the other folks have commented, this this is a lot of fun. You know, we encourage folks to jump in and, and if you can, watch one of these shows with us or yeah. or pick another good show to watch and let us know what it is because I, I, I see a lot of this uh, group rewatch stuff going on for, for some time to come. Yeah, this is this is, and there's a lot of potential here. You know, you know, and by all means, if you are interested in 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 jumping on board and watching this with us and giving us your feedback of the episodes that you're watching them. And we prefer to be episodes that we've watched, and we'll give you an indicator about kind of where we're going. I mean, 
maybe another two, three weeks here, we're going to connect and I'm imagining Kevin and do another one of these things. Does that sound about right? Oh, yeah. And, yep, uh, sounds good. And how many episodes do you hope to be through in that time? Another six? Oh, at least. We've got our Christmas break here when many of our shows aren't on, so i got more time than usual, so I, I hope I put out a lot more. So if you watch any of the first 12 of Dark Angel and you want to call in or leave your feedback for these uh, episodes you uh, for Dark Angel, you may do so. And with Charlie Jade, we'll try and be through, what, the next eight episodes? Is that going to be is that too much for you, Miles, by the time? The next it, couple weeks, I should yeah, have. That should be doable. Yeah. So we'll try to be through at least the first eight episodes of Charlie Jade. So uh, we, we will do that and try uh, working with that. Kevin, where if they want to contact you with that feedback, where can they find you? Where can they contact you? Well, our primary website is tuningintosci-fi-tv.com. And uh, simplest email is, is feedback at tuningintosci-fi-tv.com. And any thoughts or questions or even advice on how to get your hands on Charlie Jade, uh, be glad to help out. Yeah, and uh, I imagine they can send an MP3 of audio to you if they want. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so, we, we play those on our show all the time. Yep, yeah, and, uh, and we'll play them here as well. If you want to uh, call into uh, our show, we have a listener line, one 508 and we can obviously incorporate that audio feedback into this show and our main Sci-Fi Diner podcast show. You can email us at the Sci-Fi Diner podcast at gmail.com, attach an audio file or any written comments you want. And uh, our Facebook fan page is a good place. We have a lot of discussion going on there as well. Mm-hmm. So it's all over the place, all over the place. Good. And Miles, where can they get a hold of you? Um, I'm on Twitter, uh, Son of Warf at Twitter, and uh, I'm on the Facebook our, our Facebook fan page a lot too. So. Yeah, a lot of interaction mm-hmm. there. But yeah, so uh, again, check out if you haven't done so. Check out tuning into SciFiTV.com. Their podcast, their podcast there, where they talk about every genre show. Are you doing a lot of podcasting the end of the year here? I know you said you have one coming up next week. Yeah, no, we're still uh, even though most of our shows are off. This is when we do some other bonus content, like we're doing our top 100 genre shows of all time countdown right now. Oh, yeah, and we're putting all our audio together for that to fire that off. So a lot going on there, and we've been putting out shows on other things like Lost Girl and Misfits and and other genre surprises for folks. Oh, good. So that'll be good. Yeah, I think our, our I think our next episode is our Tron review show next week. Is that right, Miles? Yeah. yeah. Did you see Tron? No, not yet, but I heard you guys are going to talk about it, so. Yeah, we, we, we hopefully, so don't, don't listen to the episode if you haven't watched it, Kevin, because we don't want to spoil it. Because <laughs> we will, we will, no, we'll, <laughs> we'll spoil it. So, yeah. yeah, oh no, I know you guys will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are, you know, we, we try to, I guess, uh, you know, in our listener feedback episodes, we, we constantly talk about the shows we're watching, so mm-hmm. they're, they're, those are dangerous if you haven't, if you aren't caught up in new shows. So. That's, that, <laughs> that's where we so. should say spoiler alert. Yeah, it is. It's, it's spoilers all the way mm-hmm. on that. But a regular show, we're, we're getting better about not putting that in. Right. So at least we try to. <laughs> well, thanks, Kevin, for uh, coming on tonight. I, by the way, we're recording this, what, Google Google Voice? Is that what it is? Is that what they call this? Yeah, yeah. Google Voice. Yeah, we, uh, Skype is down tonight. And I think we have almost a clear signal through Google Voice. I like this signal. We may have to try this again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it sounds better than my Skype connection <laughs> sometimes. <Okay. laughs> but, all right. Well, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, uh, everyone that's listening here, and we appreciate it, and we look forward to bringing you more the next time we join, maybe with a name. Oh, by the way, we didn't give a deadline for this, but we're looking to have that poll running until about the middle of January. So probably by the time yep. we get to our next episode is when we'll be wrapping up the poll, I'm guessing. Yep. So. Don't delay if you got to. 
No vote. Favorite in vote, that list. Vote. Pick, vote now. Yes. Yeah, vote, mm-hmm. vote, vote. Uh, top of the queue. Vote. Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. If you want to find out more about the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, please visit SciFiDinerPodcast.com where you can find show news, pictures, videos, and many other things about the Sci-Fi Diner. You can also find the Sci-Fi Diner where else, Miles? We have a Facebook fan page and uh, we have very active discussion going on there between uh, Scott and myself and you, the listeners. So I encourage you, please uh, join our Facebook fan page and let's talk some sci-fi. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com backslash sci-fi diner. You can find me on Twitter. That's uh, Herzog, H-E-R-T-Z-O-G. And I am uh, Son of Worf uh, at Twitter. And I also uh, on uh, Trek Space, uh, Son of Worf at Trek Space. And Lee, and we want to hear from you. So please email us at the sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com or call 
call our listener line at 1-888-508-4343 and let us know your thoughts on what you're watching, what you like, what you don't like. We want to hear from you. 